Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Canadian National Railway Company, ticker symbol CNI. So starting with the bull case for CNI, compared with trucking, shipping by rail is less expensive for long distances. It's typically four to five times more fuel efficient per ton miles shipped and generally has ample capacity. Canadian Nationals networked is well positioned to capitalize on increased West Coast export capacity for grain and Canadian Nationals exclusive access to the port of Prince Rupert should continue to support long-term growth opportunities for international intermodal business. The bear case is that the Surface Transportation Board oversees rail Railroads pricing in the United States, so there will always be underlying risk of re-regulation in terms of a policy shift to a more heavy-handed approach. Normalizing rates in the competing truckload sector and easing inventory restocking could temper intermodal potential volume recovery in 2023, despite probable network service improvement. And as the precision-scheduled railroading pioneer, Canadian National has historically been the rail industry's margin leader, but its operating ratio lagged its peers in 2020 and 2021. So currently, Canadian National is trading for $124.42 per share. Over the last year, their stock price is down 3%. Over five years, their stock price is compounding at a rate of 9% annually. Over 10 years, they're compounding at a rate of 10.5% annually. And going back prior to the global financial crisis, over the last nearly 18 years, Canadian National has compounded at a rate of 12.5% annually. In addition to that, they've also been a major repurchaser of their shares, and they're currently paying out a 1.8% dividend yield. So that dividend yield would be in addition to this compounded annual return. Right now, Canadian National is about 13 below their 52-week high. They're up more than $20 from their 52-week low, and they are a large business. They have a Canadian-listed market cap of $112 billion Canadian dollars, which is about $84.5 billion US dollars. For additional background about the company, Canadian Nationals Railway spans Canada from coast to coast and extends through Chicago to the Gulf of Mexico. In 2021, Canadian National generated roughly $14.5 billion Canadian dollars in total revenue by hauling intermodal containers, which were 25% of consolidated revenues, petroleum and chemicals, which were 21% of revenues, grain and fertilizer, making up 16% of revenue, forest products, which are 12% of revenue, metals and mining, 11% of revenue, automotive shipments, 6% of revenue, and coal at 4% of revenues, with other items constituting their remaining revenue. It operates a network of nearly 20,000 route miles of track spanning both Canada and the United States, and the company also provides vessels and docks, transloading and distribution, automotive logistics, and freight forwarding and transportation management services. Canadian National Railway Company was incorporated in 1919 and is headquartered in Montreal, Canada. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis, taking a checklist style approach of six standard financial metrics to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of Canadian national based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress and it's an opportunity to learn in public. It will continue to evolve and get better over time. And so with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. Starting things off with metric number one, we want their average return on capital over the last five years to be above 14%. So there are two main reasons for this. The first is that over the long run, over the course of decades, a stock is likely to return approximately what its underlying business returns. And the second is that the average publicly listed business earns about a 7% return on capital. So by looking for a benchmark of 14% returns on capital or higher here, we can potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off their business being about twice as good as that of an average company. Canadian National has earned very solid, very stable returns on capital, approximating about 15.5% over the last five years. These returns have been very steady, and over their last 12 months, they're averaging about 15.7% returns on capital. So averaged out, this is coming in about 1.5 percentage points above that 14% benchmark we're looking for, 
And this is a check to start off on metric number one. Metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the cash coming into their business. We're looking for revenue, earnings, and free cash flow growth over the last five years, including their last 12 months worth of numbers. Over this time, Canadian National has experienced modest growth in revenues. They've increased their revenues by 13%. Their earnings, however, are actually down by a fifth over this time, so down nearly 20%. But at the same time, their free cash flows are actually up by about a fifth, so up 20% there. So even though their earnings are down and this is going to be an X on metric number two, it is good to see that they had both this slight revenue growth and this growth in their free cash flows. The metric that's most important here is their growth in free cash flows because free cash flow is really the lifeblood of any business and a business can use its free cash flows to buy back shares, pay down debt, make acquisitions, reinvest back in the business or pay out dividends. In fact, a business's abilities to produce free cash flows now and until judgment day discounted back by some reasonable interest rate is ultimately what that business is going to be worth. So it is good to see that they're growing their top line revenue numbers and growing their free cash flows as well. Again, though, this is going to be an X because their net incomes are down over this time. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. So in our previous metric, we learned that they've decreased their earnings by about 20% over the last five years. At the same time, Canadian National has repurchased about 8% of their shares outstanding. This is great for existing shareholders because when you purchase a share of stock, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying business. And so when a business buys back shares by decreasing the amount of stock that they have outstanding, they're increasing your ownership in the business as an existing shareholder, which is ultimately going to increase the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to without you having to spend a dime. So it's almost as if the company is making an acquisition of itself. So we want businesses that are buying back shares when they're trading for below their intrinsic value and when those buybacks are going to be value acquisitive for shareholders going forward. Unfortunately, though, given their 20% declines in earnings, their share buybacks did not outpace this earnings decline. This means that their earnings per share are still going to be down slightly over this time. And so this is another X here on metric number three. Metric number four, we're looking for five-year free cash flow per share growth. This metric is very similar, but the result is going to be almost the exact opposite. So Canadian National has repurchased 8% of their shares over this time, and they've grown their free cash flows by about 20% as well. So this is going to translate into the opposite result here, meaning that they've shown very strong free cash flow per share growth over this time. This is going to be a check here on metric number four. And so even though we are split on our per share metrics, it's likely more important that they're growing their free cash flows per share by both growing their cash flows and having buybacks. In addition to this, Seeing their strong average returns on capital coming in in the mid-teens, really if they're able to keep this up for extended periods of time, that's one of the ways that a company is truly able to compound its intrinsic value per share over extended timeframes. This is potentially a sign of Canadian National being a wonderful business. So these factors so far combined are just one of the reasons you might potentially be interested in this business. But so far through our first four metrics, we are split evenly. We have two checks and two X's. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't wanna be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are gonna be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So here we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of free cash flow that they produced over the past five years. Canadian National ended last year with $12 billion in net debt. Since then, they've increased this to about $15 billion Canadian dollars worth of debt. 
Over this time, Canadian National has only produced about $12 billion worth of free cash flow, so that is slightly below where their debt loads are at right now. However, given their type of business being a semi-regulated railroad company, it's likely that this higher debt load is not as bad for this business as it would be for some other companies. And if you were potentially concerned about their debt loads, you would just want to dig into the company's filings to understand their debt profile in more detail. So this is going to be an X here on metric number five. And so far through our first five metrics, we have two checks and three X's. Our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average free cash flow to their total enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this will give us a slight risk premium to the rate of the 10-year treasury yield and give us another reason to be potentially interested in Canadian National as a business. So we're using their total enterprise value here to get a more accurate picture of the economic reality of the business. That's going to be more similar to as if Canadian National were a private company. Total enterprise value takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position. And currently they have a 128 billion Canadian dollar enterprise value. We learned that over the last five years, they produced about $12 billion worth of free cash flow, which means that in an average year, they're producing about two and a half billion Canadian dollars worth of free cash flow. So when we divide their two and a half billion dollars of average free cash flow by their $128 billion total enterprise value, that only gives us an average free cash flow to total enterprise value yield of 1.9%. So that is coming in quite a bit below where the rate of the 10-year treasury yield is at right now. And so on an average basis, this is another X here on metric number six. Worth pointing out though, is that over their last 12 months, they have increased their cash flows to about 3.7 billion Canadian dollars. So to get a current free cash flow to enterprise value yield for the business, when we divide their $3.7 billion of their last 12 months worth of free cash flow by their $128 billion total enterprise value, that gives us about a 2.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield currently. So on both an average and a current basis, it does not look like the business is going to give us that potential adequate risk premium that we were ideally seeking here. So Canadian National is going to be off on metric number six. Then here we're taking a look at Canadian National's dividend profile. So they've steadily increased their dividends in all five of the past years. Currently, they're paying out a 1.8% dividend yield. And in all five of these, it looks like they've had the enough cash flow coming in to be able to healthily support their dividend. Things got a little close in terms of them having a pretty high payout ratio in 2019. But in the years since then, it looks like they've had a comfortable amount of free cash flow and they're keeping their dividend payout ratio at below 50%. Future dividend increases are going to depend on Canadian National's abilities to produce future free cash flows. But if this recent trend were to continue for the business, it would look like they'd have a pretty healthy margin to be able to continue growing this dividend into the future. Then finally, here we're using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair value for Canadian National. So starting with their current free cash flows and then using historical growth assumptions to project these cash flows out over the next 20 years. So these are growth assumptions that you need to do your own homework on to confirm whether or not both these are applicable and accurate potentially going forward to give us a baseline projected estimate of Canadian National. Assuming a growth stage over the next 10 years where they grow their free cash flows at a rate of 11% annually, which is how they've been able to grow their free cash flows dating back all the way to the mid 1990s. Then using a terminal stage over the next 10 years out after that, where their growth rate drops pretty dramatically to only 4% annually. Then if we add in their tangible book value and we're seeking a 10% rate of return, then it looks like a potential fair value for Canadian National is about $106 per share. Using these same historical growth assumptions from today's prices, if you were seeking a 7.5% rate of return going forward over the next 20 years, 
it looks like a potential fair value for the business would be about $128 per share. That's basically what their stock price right now would be potentially returning into the future. Keep in mind that a discounted cash flow model, just like any other model in any other discipline, is going to have its outputs be highly sensitive to its inputs. If you put in garbage to a model like this, you're going to get garbage out. And the best way to be able to know whether or not you're doing that is to do more research, dig in deeper, and learn more about the business going forward. So please keep in mind also that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. Also worth noting is that this discounted rate of return would be including the company's dividend yield. So again, currently they're paying out a 1.8% dividend yield. So it looks like from current prices, you could only reasonably expect their stock price to compound at a rate of 5% annually if they keep up these dividend payouts. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make researching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 99 bucks. That's only 27 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but they are currently running a general offer for $119. But if you use my link, it's only 99 bucks. So check it out if you're interested. So in summary, Canadian National Railway checks the box on two out of six of our metrics. They're earning above average returns on capital in the mid-teens, coming in at about 15.5% annually. Over the last five years, they've grown their revenues and they've grown their free cash flows modestly. They've also repurchased about 8% of their shares outstanding. However, their earnings are down over this time. Additionally, the company is utilizing just a little bit more leverage in their business than we're ideally necessarily comfortable with. Although given the nature of their business as a semi-regulated railway utility, it would seem like that's probably not as much of a concern for the business. But if that's something that stands out to you, feel free to do more research by diving into the company's filings. Then looking at the yields of both their average and their current free cash flows to their enterprise value, it looks like the company is not giving us the adequate risk premium we're ideally seeking in comparison to the rate of the 10-year treasury yield. Then looking at their dividend profile, they've managed to modestly and steadily grow their dividends over this time and they've been able to support this with their cash flows coming into their business. And finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of Canadian National, it looks like from today's valuations, you could reasonably expect about a 7.5% rate of return going forward from the business, which would include both their dividend yield and their stock price over this time, if you believe those historical growth assumptions that we used as inputs for our model. It's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's up to you to do your own homework here. And this is not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Before considering any potential investment decisions, please consult with the properly licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. Instead, 
This analysis serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether or not it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Canadian National. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct your research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can understand the essence of that business and understand what's important and what's not important for the company going forward. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of Canadian National, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself what a potential appropriate intrinsic value for the business will be. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Canadian National Railway Company, ticker symbol CNI. If you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Canadian National with me, and have a great day.